This episode of Never Not Knitting is brought to you by Becoming Art. Visit the shop online at www.becomingart.etsy.com. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of Never Not Knitting. I hope that all of you are doing well and getting lots of knitting done. As I mentioned before, I myself have not felt super great lately, but as they say, the show must go on. Fortunately, I did get some knitting done over the past couple of weeks, so I do have new things to talk about for this episode. I've been working on a new design, a gift, and a project for me. And, oh yes, there is also that collection of unfinished projects that I really should be getting to, but we won't talk about that today. So yeah, for the design project. This is a small project, and it came about because not long ago I was approached by a very well-known online yarn shop that I'm sure you've heard of. Jimmy Bean's Wool, and I was asked to put together a few designs for some special new colorways that they're going to be carrying. The shop is working with the Misty Alpaca Company to create a special landscape collection of new colorways just for their store. I discovered Misty Alpaca several, several years ago when I first started knitting, and I really love it. So this has definitely been a treat for me to figure out some designs that will really show it off. When they asked me for this design, the brand new colorways weren't quite ready yet, so instead I've been using a solid in a beautiful brown color. It's really pretty. This design is definitely going to be geared for fall and be released around August 1st, so you'll have to keep a lookout for it. The unfortunate thing about this project, however, is that I was really pushing myself to work on it while I was feeling my worst. What a bad idea that was. You know how it feels when you have the flu and the last thing you ate before you started throwing up is now ruined for life? I don't know about you, but I have a list of foods that I can no longer eat for that reason. And that's kind of how I feel, unfortunately, about my alpaca knitting project, as weird as that sounds. 100% alpaca is lovely stuff, but it definitely has a certain smell to it. It's not overly obvious or anything, but it's there. So since I was working on this project when I was really sick to my stomach, that alpaca smell just is ruined for me. It just reminds me of feeling sick. So now every time I pick up that project, I feel nauseated. It's really, really weird. I will finish it though, and I'm sure that I'll eventually get over this alpaca-induced nausea. I hope I do, because I really like alpaca. I'm just really glad that I have until August 1st to finish this up. Also, since I last recorded, I knit a little gift for my sister-in-law's baby shower. I don't know about you, 
But if I don't make something for a baby shower, I start feeling guilty. Handmade gifts are so special, and I feel bad when I don't give them, since I have the ability to make them. Also, years ago, I set a precedent for myself. I always gave handmade gifts. So now, when I physically cannot due to time or circumstances, I just feel guilty. I feel like I'm going to the baby shower saying, well, I'm sorry, I just don't like your baby enough to make him something. So with my sister-in-law's shower, at first I wasn't planning on making anything because I haven't been feeling well, but then I got to thinking about how at our last shower for my niece, I gave her four hand-knitted items. And that just wasn't fair. I couldn't just make things for one baby and not the other. So then after I decided to make something, there was the business of figuring out what to make. I didn't have enough time for something elaborate, like a blanket or sweater set, so I went for a themed gift instead. I purchased a special edition of the book Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter and created a little knitted version of Peter Rabbit to go with the book. For those of you unfamiliar with this children's story, Peter Rabbit is, well, a rabbit who's dressed up in this blue cardigan who steals carrots from Mr. McGregor's garden. So for my version of Peter, I wanted to make him as authentic as possible and try to match him to the illustrations in the book. For the body, I followed a pattern that I found on Ravelry called Well-Dressed Bunny which I'll be linking to in this episode's show notes. I enjoyed this pattern. It was very well written, but I have to admit that it is a bit fussy. So if you want to make it, expect to do a lot of sewing up and piecing together. And that's the part that is not exactly fun. But if you can stand it, it came together very nicely. He's very cute. For Peter's cardigan, I had to modify the instructions for a little vest that was included in the bunny pattern by adding sleeves and a shawl collar. I also knitted a little carrot and sewed it to one of his paws as if he was holding it. It turned out pretty cute, I must say. The great thing about this project is that he was made up entirely of stash yarns and scraps. Toys are a great way to use up leftovers and I always get deep satisfaction from creating items from scraps. I love the feeling of creating something from nothing. Also, for the cardigan, I found the perfect button to close it up. I found it in my button collection, and it's this tiny carrot, and it just couldn't have been more perfect for this project. It really adds a lot, and I'm really glad that I found this button. So, if you're curious about my version of Peter Rabbit and you'd like to see some pictures, please hop on over to my blog, no pun intended, and check him out. I just recently did a blog post about him, and I'll be linking to the post in the show notes. So, after knitting Peter, I decided to whip up a quick, simple project for myself. A simple project to show off a stunning new yarn. This definitely makes me want to. Bring on the product reviews. For this episode, I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to highlight Becoming Art Yarns. 
If you are a regular listener of this podcast, you'll no doubt recall my raving about becoming art after discovering the amazing yarns at Stitches West in February. Since then, I've kept in contact with the owner and dyer, Lisa, and I'm so excited that she is sponsoring this episode. I really love her yarns so much, and I'm really happy to have the opportunity to tell you more about them and give you the chance to try them out. The first thing that struck me about these yarns when I first saw them was the color. The colors are so rich, vibrant, and eye-catching. To me, that's what seems to be the signature of the Becoming Art brand. It's what really sets it apart. As you know, there are about a million brilliant hand dyers out there. And I saw maybe 12 zillion hand dyed skeins at Stitches West. The Becoming Art booth, however, really stuck out in my mind as something special. I asked the owner, Lisa, about her dye process. And while she cannot reveal her secrets, she did say this about her creative process and business. She writes, As an artist, I find my work enjoyable if I can find a connection to it. I have always found expression and creation, and I enjoy that there is no end to learning when you're creative. I enjoy colors that have depth, that are not flat, have levels and growth within the levels. Some colors you only notice if they're close. Others come together in unison to create a whole. Right now, I am just enjoying using my eyes and hands and learning all kinds of new things. On my end as a consumer, I really like Lisa's business philosophy. I like that she views it as an artistic, creative outlet, and that really shows in her work. The other thing about becoming art is that there's quite a selection available. She offers over 20 different spinning fibers and over 15 different yarn blends, ranging from lace to chunky weight. Another thing that I appreciate is that not all of her yarn is wildly multicolored. As you know, I tend to be afraid of wildly variegated skeins, so I was really happy to see that Becoming Art also offers beautiful tonals and semi-solids as well. But... I couldn't resist buying a variegated skein while I was at Stitches. The colors were just too amazing. The one Becoming Art yarn that I'm especially obsessed with, however, is her handspun. I bought a beautiful handspun skein at Stitches West, and I cannot stop looking at it. It's very unique and special. All of her beautiful, rich colors are blended together really nicely in a bouncy, slightly irregular two-ply. Lisa, knowing how much I love her handspun, recently spun up a special skein just for me in her green goodness colorway. This is an amazing blend of golds and purples on a primarily green background. And you know how much I love the color green. So this pretty much makes me feel like the most fortunate knitter ever. So needless to say, that is the yarn that I am knitting with right at this moment. Because this yarn is so special, I wanted a simpler project to show it off. Although the colors are well blended, the yarn is still quite colorful, and the knitted fabric produces slow color changes, kind of like blended subtle stripes. The yarn is so pretty on its own that I didn't want a stitch pattern to take away from it or make it look too busy. 
I felt like even garter stitch might not show it off enough. So after much searching on Ravelry, I decided to go with a simple fingerless mitt pattern called Toasty. This pattern is so unbelievably simple. It's pretty much just like a stockinette stitch tube with a little thumb on it. There isn't an increase, decrease, or purl stitch in the whole thing. So if you are a beginning knitter listening to this podcast, you can definitely make this pattern. It's just the epitome of mindless knitting, but it is absolutely perfect for showing off this yarn. I got the idea for using this pattern because first off, it didn't take a lot of yardage, so I knew that I could make two mitts out of my one skein of hand spun. And also I saw that other people were using this pattern in hand spun yarn, and I just really liked the way it looked. These will be some very special mitts that I will really enjoy having when the cooler weather comes. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying making them. I've still been feeling under the weather and it feels so nice at night to just sit down and knit this simple little project in this gorgeous yarn. This yarn feels so special since I know that it was hand dyed and hand spun. It's rustic, it's unique, and it's just really wonderful to work with. This skein that I'm working with is 165 yards of worsted weight, which is a really generous amount. This would be a great skein to give as a gift to a knitter because it's something special, but it's also enough for the knitter to actually create something with. Sometimes when you buy really special skeins, the yardage is really skimpy, and then you never actually end up using them because you have no idea what you're going to do with 50 yards. So I was really happy that this had such generous yardage. It's more than enough for me to make these mitts. As you can tell, I just really, really like this yarn and I'm gonna be very sad when it's all used up. So please go take a look at the Becoming Art Etsy shop. And again, that's found at www.becomingart.etsy.com. And you'll be happy to know that Lisa will be offering free shipping to all the Never Not Knitting listeners through the end of June. All you have to do is enter the code NNK in the comment section when you place your order, and Lisa will refund your shipping costs. I'm also happy to announce that this free shipping offer applies internationally as well. I know that many knitters that live outside of the U.S., listen to this podcast, so this is a great opportunity for you to try out these yarns and avoid the additional shipping charges. I'm very grateful to Lisa for providing this offer to my international listeners. Also, Lisa has provided two insanely gorgeous skeins to give away to one of you listening. I'll be posting a special drawing giveaway on my blog within the next few days, so be sure to enter to win. These skeins are amazing, and one of them is even hand-spun. So seriously, don't forget to enter. I also have another announcement to make that involves Becoming Art. Many of you might have already come in contact with the Becoming Art booth at your local fiber festival or event. I'm happy to announce that in the future, Becoming Art will be featuring all of the Never Not Knitting patterns in her booth at upcoming events. So as of now, for sure, 
Becoming Art will be attending Stitches West 2011 with the Never Not Knitting Patterns. And she'll be attending other events as well, which I will be announcing on my blog in the future. As you could tell, because it should be painfully obvious, I love Becoming Art Yarns. So I'm really happy to be partnering up with Lisa for these upcoming events. So I hope you'll stop by and check it out. This episode's knitting story will be read by me, but was contributed by podcast listener Debbie. I'm pleased to share her story of Love Potion. A short time ago, I was looking for yarn for a couple of new knitting projects. My favorite local yarn shop didn't have exactly what I had in mind, so I went to my favorite online yarn shop instead. Oh, I had been good, too. Last summer, I vowed that I wouldn't buy any yarn without a specific project in mind. No need to increase the yarn collection at home that was taking over every spare inch. You would be surprised by how much the shower-tub area of our second bathroom can hold. So when I went to my favorite online shop's website, I was so good. Temptation was there on every page, but I only ordered what I needed and had it delivered to my work address. Now I love getting packages delivered to work. What a better way to brighten the workday than opening a box of yarn delights. My heart was skipping as I pulled the zip strip on the box. I opened the box and, oh my, immediately my heart stood still. I couldn't breathe. The yarn peeking out at me was truly the most gorgeous yarn I had ever seen. Truly. It was Lorna's Laces Shepherd Worsted in a colorway called Love Potion. I was stunned. It was like one of those rare purple magenta pink sunset skies. One you wish you could save forever. The one that leaves you speechless. How could anything be so beautiful? Could my life get any better? I pulled more and more skeins of love potion out of the box. Lorna's Shepherd in worsted, sport, and sock, all in love potion. My heart was racing and I was gasping for breath. It was so beautiful. Beautiful and soft. Did I tell you it was soft? I held the skein up to my cheek. It was like a sweet, soft caress. My boss walked by. Philip, you have got to feel this yarn. Now, I've worked for him for 12 years and have never asked him to feel my yarn. The love potion pulled him in, too. He picked up a skein and cradled it to his cheek. His eyes lit up in surprise. Nice, he said. Love Potion was working its magic on him, too. Seeing him with that one skein, however, I started panicking. Reason left me. All I could think was, um, give it, give it back. How embarrassing. Philip nonchalantly tossed the skein of love potion to me. 
Once it was back in my arms, I felt warm and comforted and peaceful and loved. What was happening to me? Reality started to set in. This obviously was not my order. These heavenly skeins of love potion belonged to someone else. I went from floating around lightheaded, almost giddy, to feeling like my world had come crashing down. This was from my favorite online yarn shop, the one that ships super fast, the one that has never made a mistake with my orders, ever. What to do? I took a deep breath, and it was time for reason to step in. Reason prodded me. Do the right thing. You can't keep it. It's not yours. Call them. Reason won out. In a trance, I picked up the phone and called the shop and told them that I was sent some items I hadn't ordered. They looked at my order and said that they would ship out my correct order plus the return postage tag so that I could return the love potion. I kept reassuring myself that this was, in fact, the right thing to do. But instead of feeling good about it, I just felt queasy. The rest of the workday, I kept sneaking peeks at the love potion. I even sent my husband an email at work, practically gushing about how gorgeous and heavenly this yarn was, ending with, just wait until you see it. Then it was time to head home. And I just could leave that box of love potion at work all by itself. Easy enough to say, I took it home to keep it safe until the return postage tag came for it, but honestly, I just wanted to spend some more time with it. Once the love potion was in our house, whenever I'd walk by the box, I would feel compelled to open it to get a glimpse of the yarn again. Each time I'd get that same rush, just like when we first met. I showed the love potion to my husband. Look, I said. That's nice, he responded. Well, I'll let that slide. He loves me. He's sympathetic when I'm feeling despair, offering comfort when I have to tear back 14 rows because it took that long before I noticed the mistake, and he's there to cheer me on in all that I do. The fact that he didn't almost pass out from the sheer magnificence of the beauty of this love potion yarn in no way diminishes his value. I brought the box of yarn to work with me the second day, just in case the return tag arrived, and it did. And there was my yarn that I had originally ordered for my next two projects. But instead of feeling excited, I felt blue. There was that return tag. Sadness enveloped me as I gently placed skein after skein of love potion in the return box. All that breathtakingly beautiful love potion. It was time to seal the box. I hesitated. Maybe one, one last look? I took out a skein of the shepherd worsted. Such beauty. I felt lightheaded as I caressed the love potion, held it up to my cheek, and closed my eyes. I'm sure had anyone seen me doing this, it would have confirmed what they had suspected all along about the state of my sanity. Time was up. I opened my eyes and gently put the skein of shepherd worsted love potion back in the shipping box and started to close it up. But no, I couldn't. Oh, come on now, this is getting silly. It's only yarn, 
right? On a crazy impulse, I picked up the phone and called the yarn shop. Hey, remember me from the other day? Could, could I, could I keep two skeins of Shepherd Worsted Love Potion? I have my credit card right here. Please? Would that be okay? I was almost begging at this point. There was a pause on the other line. The salesperson put me on hold. This was a limited edition color after all. Perhaps this was promised to somebody else. She came back on the line and said yes. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. The love potion was mine. The Shepherd Worsted Love Potion went home with me that night. I have no idea what I'll knit with these two skeins, but I feel a calm, warm glow just being in its presence. And I don't even like pink. Thank you again so much, Debbie, for sharing that knitting story with us. I will be linking to Debbie's Ravelry page in this episode's show notes. If you listening have a knitting story that you would like to have shared on the podcast, please email me. I'd love to hear it. Again, the show notes for this episode can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting, and you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. I bet you thought I would forget, but now I would like to quickly announce the winner of last episode's podcast drawing. I randomly chose between all of those who left a comment under episode 37's show notes on my blog, and I'm happy to say that the winner of the skein of Be Sweet Bamboo and the copy of my new pattern, The Spring Garden Tea in Adult Sizes, is Angie from Colorado with the username of Knitterly Designs. Congratulations, Angie. When you hear this, please contact me and I'll get this prize sent right out to you. Thank you everyone for entering. And I have one more quick announcement before we close. I'm happy to announce that my child's spring garden tea pattern is now available all the way up to girls size 14. So if you're interested in purchasing the pattern in extended sizes, you can find all of the information on my blog or on Ravelry. If you've already purchased the pattern, you should have had an update sent to your email address. Please feel free to write me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com if you have any questions. Well, that pretty much wraps up episode 38. Thank you so much for joining me for today, and I'll see you next time. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clicking. From morning until she goes to bed. Won't take the time to brush her teeth. Let's not even talk about her hair. If it isn't about knitting, she just doesn't really care. She's never not knitting.
the mat. Her husband pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching. And the neighbors say it really is quite sad. I don't know about her. She used to be such a sweet girl, but now she doesn't knit. Nobody has clean laundry. No pants, no shirts, no underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry It's even in the washer and dryer That's why she can't do any laundry I need some clothes Making her husband mad. Her husband mad. I'm filing for divorce. She just won't stop her stitching. And the neighbors say it's really getting bad. She's taking pictures of socks again. Oh, poor girl. The house is burning up in flames. Call 911. Her husband says, Get up, let's go. But she can't set down her project. She says, let me finish up this row. She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop her stitching, and well, she's losing all she had.